Is life at sea better? Well, it's one thing to vacation and cruise, but another thing to live and work and play on the seas. Well, before we jump into episode two, here are a few fun facts that I found on the US News and World Report online from this past month. Viking Cruise Lines was rated number one in three categories. Number one for couples, number one for cruises on the Mediterranean, and number one for luxury. Well, I guess I struck pay dirt because I was cruising with Viking Cruise Lines to celebrate my birthday for two weeks, and it was phenomenal. So I get why they were rated number one, and we were cruising around the Mediterranean, and a taste of luxury was quite present for me. One thing was missing, I wasn't a couple, but it's okay, I got a chance to enjoy being with other couples. Back to episode two. In this episode of Stories of the Seas, we'll hear from three crew members about living on the seas. They've chosen sea life over land life. I get curious about what has them enjoy living and working on the seas. We'll hear from Leo Pio, who is in the food and beverage industry. You'll hear him refer to it as F&B. His approach to living on the seas ranges from having the opportunity to see the world through travel to mining opportunities for career growth and development into business ownership on land. Next, we'll hear from Alex, one of the bartenders slash baristas in the coffee bar. He highlights for us that returning home requires a bit of an adjustment period. And he shares a little bit about what vacationing looks like for him. Third, we'll hear from Chantel, the excursion manager. While out and about in Rhodes, Greece, I end up connecting with Pablo, who's the sales manager on the ship, and Chantel, the excursion manager. Pablo stays with us for just a few minutes and then he asked to skedaddle back to the ship and Chantel graciously stayed and we had a wonderful conversation. She shares with us why she loves living and working on the seas and why she chooses that over land. This is Antonio Goodwin, your host, and you're listening to Freedom Now Travel, Express Yourself. Here we share inspiring stories about freedom and passion expressed and experienced through travel. So get ready for takeoff. Buckle up, here we go. Our first conversation is with Pio from Myanmar. He's currently on a nine months contract. He extended his contract. He has a fiance at home and will wed in October. His industry is food and beverage, so you'll hear him say F and B. Let's listen in. What do you like about living on the seas? You're traveling. So you like to travel? Travel the seven That's a good thing. Yeah, another thing is like you're walking on a ship, it's like short contract mm-hmm. and you go for vacation. Mm-hmm. So you don't really feel like you're away from your families or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Because I walk in the Middle East before. Mm-hmm. So my contracts take you two years and you go for one month vacation. So one you, month? Yeah. Out of two years. And vacation for you is going. Do you travel again or do you no, go they, home? I have to go back home or mm. if you want to go somewhere else, it's up to you. Mm. But, you know, if you are only one year and you want to go for the vacation, it's okay. It's okay. You have to pay for your own ticket. Okay. So, like, for, for example, like me, I have only my mom. So, if I leave her for two years, she feels like she's lonely. Yeah. Right? So, now it's like, sis, bad. She don't really feel like lonely and every day I call her. This is one thing about the ship contract. But of course we walk in seven days. You know, we walk in seven days and then we walk in like no day off, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's why we get like six months and two months off. This is one thing that's good. 
But if you're in the land base, every day you have a weekend, you have a day off, public holiday, you have so many off. Right? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Alison? I check. Uh, Good job. So, right now, I'm this contract, I'm staying a little longer. Mm. I'm going to be here for nine months because ah. after I finish my contract, I'm going to get married. So, I extend a little more longer here. Ah, so you said you don't have a girlfriend, but here you do. Here, <laughs> That's not my that's girlfriend. The, that's the, the that's right. So I always say that's that the difference. I don't okay. Have uh, I'm single here. Uh, I don't do anything, right? But I always good. everybody that I told them I'm going to get married. Ah, uh, yeah. wow! Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. So at the end of nine months, you're gonna go home. Yes. Get married. Yeah, and we have a date that October 26th. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So since you have six months on, you do a lot of traveling, and when you said you get to travel. What can you create or what have you created while working and living on the seas versus working on land or living at home? Actually, what I do is like I learn culture hmm. and I learn the local things, which is like, okay, for them, like in Italy, how did they make a pastry? Uh, I'm from the uh, F&B background, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm always interested. Oh, you make a pastry just like this. Uh, I'm always thinking for my business, if I start my own business, Okay, I'm going to make it like, okay, Lehan, like here, we have like a chocolate twist in the morning. We don't have that in my country back uh, home. Thank you. So it's going to be good combination if you own uh, the coffee shop. Food and beverage, right? so yeah. What would you say is the one thing that surprised you? Um, like when you first started working on the ships that yeah. maybe no one else would expect, but like that surprised you? What I expected is the management. Management? How so? I'm just wondering because I work in the uh, land base before, as I said. So mm -hmm. I'm just wondering how do we organize the 3,000 people in proper way? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a big management. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. right? Even I was working in the uh, Middle East and I like Friday is a public holiday for them. Friday branch is always busy, packed crowd, but it's like 400 people, 500 people only for lunchtime and such. Here it's just like 3,000 people sometimes on boat because I was in the Norwegian cruise line before. Ah, yeah. So, like 3,000 people on boat, how and we are sailing, we are middle of the sea. How are we going to arrange for this 3,000 people for lunch? I'm just wondering because this is all about management. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm walking behind the bar, I don't care about uh, cocktail recipes or whatever, it's all about your creation. Mm -hmm. But how do you want to manage the bar? It's very important. Mm -hmm. So I have to let. Sometimes I talk with my boss and I say, so what should I do? And he said, okay, you have a preparation. You could prepare like this, like this, and you're covered. Good to go. In case if it's happened like this, you have a backup. So I'm learning, oh, this is his plan. Mm -hmm. This is how the boss think. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get complaints or whatever. I let them solve the problem. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. How they solve the problem because this is we need a talent to solve the problem right 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 uh, we used to learn that how to handle the complaint listening fast or whatever. it's work sometimes but sometimes it doesn't work when the guest is really aggressive or whatever mm -hmm. you cannot smile and you cannot listen it's make them more aggressive right so how did they solve the problem how they take action those things are like i love to learn about management only so you're you're a a budding entrepreneur at some point you you're going to open your own own business yeah also. in myanmar in particular in myanmar, yeah. yeah oh that's awesome that's awesome uh what i'm doing like a you know for 
for me, it's like a, I walk behind the ball. I I love to really love to walk behind the ball. Mm -hmm. So that's the life that I choose for as well. So I go for many competitions and I have some winner awards and everything. What kind of competitions? In 2013 or 2014, I'm not quite sure, 13 or 14, we have like an Asia Pacific mm -hmm. Pixologist competitions. So you make your own really? competitions. And we are competing with Myanmar, Thailand, Philippines, Singapore, Indonesia. So I got second runner. You got second runner. That's awesome. So, you know, it's like, this is my, how do you call it? My career that I choose. This is your career, yeah. My career next step is everybody asking me, Pure, you don't, why don't you open the, your own bar? I said, man, I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. You'll know when you're ready. Yeah. Pio's life is larger than just working on the ship and living on the seas. When he's on land, he's sharpening his skills, taking courses in his F&B industry, creating work and applying any newly developed skills of management by managing contracts and freelancing. He also teaches others who work with him on how to do the same. So he's duplicating himself and having an impact. He even competes in mixology competitions. He came in second place in the 2013-2014 Asia Pacific Mixologist competition. And therefore, he was recruited to be one of three contributors to a book called Cocktails and Mocktails 101. Look it up. Yeah, That's it, it, awesome. every time they do like an edition, uh -huh. like no special crazy edited, mm -hmm. but they just reprint it. Right. Every time they reprint it, they have to pay me. That's awesome. At least doing you know, just a little bit widget, but stay adding a little bit. Hi, Chef. Hey, how are you? Just checking the sandwich. No problem, Chef. I'm doing well, thank you. Pio, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. When was that? When, when did you come in second? For the mixologist competition, when was that? That was. This was like 2014 or 2014. 2013. I'm not quite sure because it's been the why. Did they put your name on the book? So cocktail 101. Where where is it being sold? This is like you know, after this they have like a. I'm walking on the ship and hmm. I told the man I cannot write every single man. I cannot make a picture of everything because I'm the one who take a picture. I don't like the. Uh, the way they take the picture. I'm the one who check the garnish is correct or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm the one who doing this. So when I join the ship, I cannot do this anymore because ah. I don't really have a time. So they say, okay, do you recommend somebody as that who can take over me? I say, okay, I have a two guys that they're really good. They work in the Malaysia and this thing. And of course, you know, they keep continuously. And now it's like the magazine is like, they bring them all together in the book as well. Wow. So we are just like three of us, we've been writing. That's awesome. I think I can fly my book. What does the book look like? Cocktails, mocktails, yeah, 101. The first one is me, actually. Oh, that's, man, yeah. look at that. So we and it's only being sold where? In, is in it, Myanmar. It's Myanmar. only in Myanmar? Yes, because... Uh, with my language. Ah. Uh, that's a. Uh, what's the language? Burmese. Burmese, Burmese, that's right. Because so it used to be Burma, but. Yeah. Okay. So, because you know, all the mixologist book or the cocktail recipe or whatever you buy, you can get only English version mm -hmm. in my country. And so many, you know, like uh, young people, which is like uh, high high schools or whatever, walking behind the bar, or somebody really passionate that who willing to walk behind the bar. They want to learn, they always asking me. So how can I 
read the book or but, but sometimes they are really language barrier. You know? mm -hmm. They can really read through. The English they version. They don't understand what does it mean. Because yeah. in the golf days of Maltese, we have like so many means names that what does it stand for. So mm -hmm. that's the one of my idea is came up as well. Okay, what if I write down in my language? For them it's more easier to read and yeah. more easier to understand. Yeah. And more educated for mm -hmm. them. And also I make like a you know how to call it. I explained it, okay, this mean in the end of the book, I explained it, what does it mean like a, on the raw stamp for? Like a glossary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, each term. So I make a terms and terminology, okay, what is it using this? What kind of, uh, why we call it that one? Why do we call it neat? Mm -hmm. Why do we call it straight that, you know? And also the words that we use behind the bar. Mm -hmm. And I give a little bit of uh, like knowledge, like item 86, mean, non available. This is uh, like our barcode. Like yeah. Sometimes we say it's 86. It's me. Not, not available. available. So, That's so cool. Yeah. We'll pause here for a brief message brought to you by The Interpreted Life, LLC, committed to creating a world where everyone thrives using life design and intentional living. Maybe you or someone you know is figuring out life's next moves while in the midst of a change that you want to make or that you have to make. We coach people through that process by helping them live better, fuller, more extraordinary lives through sustained moment-by-moment -moment thriving. The Interpreted Life, creating a life you love and living that life with passion. For more information, go to www.theinterpretedlife.com. So there's a life of dreams, visions, desires, families, commitments, and so on behind that face of welcome and hospitality on the ship. Pio's getting married and he's committed to impacting the food and beverage industry in Myanmar by ensuring industry terms and recipes are in Burmese for up and coming mixologists who want to learn the trade. Most of the printed material for bartending and mixology in Myanmar are printed in English and Russian, an otherwise barrier to growth for the newbie wanting to develop their skills. Next up, we'll hear from Alex. And so, like, when you go home, you need to adjust. You know, like when you are adjusting when you came back from home mm. on the ship. On the ship. Yeah, you are adjusting the same like you are adjusting when you come back home. But it's not so much different and complicated. Going home? Or coming yeah. Back? But you are exciting more than when you're coming back on board. Of because you get to see... Yes, of course. You're going home to see your family, your to family. relax. But... So is it know. like vacation? When you go home, you know, here people come to the ship for vacation. Yes. You go home. Do you travel for or is vacation. it... But I, I don't travel so much because I travel already everywhere. I just relax. But, uh, for example, if you look at it like this, for one year that we work on ship, we have six months vacation. Mm. Oh, that's right. So you do you, six you months. Six months on. Three months off. Three months off. Ah, Two and it. a half, three months mm -hmm. depends. But in one year, if you look at it, for example, you look, uh, I work for, I don't know, 2020, 2021. It's not one year, it's six months, but right. you cross it in another year. Right. Yeah. But if you look for the whole year, you work one year, 12 months, but you have six months vacation. 
Every six months you're home, two yeah. and a half or three months. What? Oh yeah, you're yeah. off now. I'm off. It's been I'm great going talking now to you. Do my other duties. See you tomorrow. See Enjoy. you tomorrow. Oh, where where are you from? I'm from Bosnia. Bosnia and Herzegovina. Bosnia. Yes, Bosnia. I'm close to Split. Ah, so you're basically almost home. Yeah. <laughs> we like uh, all the people from Bosnia. Chantel is this energetic, masterful South African whose joy and expertise for what she does on the ship comes through. This is how we started our conversation. So living on the seas, what is that like compared to what do you have at home? Living on the seas, it's unexpected, it's exciting, it's, it's most definitely challenging. So that part, let's talk about the challenging part. What's challenging about it? You live on water. Oh. Everything is dependent on weather. Um, in my line of work, I need to navigate so many things based on where the ship is, what the weather conditions are, what, where we're going to go, and what's going to be there when I get there. And during COVID, it makes it super hard because we don't have guides. The guides test positive. Bus drivers test positive. So you have so many additional challenges. You never know what the next day is going to bring you. So the, the guides have to be tested and the bus drivers yes. have to be? That makes a lot of sense. Correct. So some days, a day before the time, I hear I'm losing a bus. A bus is 40 people to me. So what do I do? <laughs> I have to spread those 40 people out onto other buses. So now I'm, I'm touching on the guest experience of possibly 100 people because they're not used to having these buses overloaded to this capacity because we try to lower it down and keep it comfortable, keep it cool. The more people you put on the bus, the more risk you have. There's so many variables to take into consideration. I happened to be on a tour yesterday. Yeah, it is. Where a woman fainted, like she literally just dropped. Exactly. And it happens, this happened three times this week. Three times, oh my God, because of the heat? Was it the heat? Yes. It was the same woman? No, Let's it wasn't the same person. No, three different people. One in Olympia last week. Yesterday, two fainted. And today, I'm thankful for the breeze. Yeah. But this morning, for instance, I was very nervous because when I wake up and the ship is rocking, it means I need to check my phone. Probably we're going to cancel a book. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. of the because of the. So oh. I wait for that call from the captain or the GM to say, "Hey, we need to cancel." So that means we have to, like, not ferry in. No, that means we don't go we to the sea day, place. Yeah. We have a sea day. Oh my god! We go to the next place. Yeah. It happens. Okay. It happens. It happens. It happens. In winter, it happens more often than it happens yeah. now, but it happens. So th that. Uh oh. What is happening? Oh, we're good. So that's working on the seas. How is it living? Like you have life there, so life is for you, work and for, like play. Um, for me right now, it's all work, no play. But in general, looking, reflecting on the last five years, for me, it's the perfect life. Whenever I'm at home, I get anxious and I can't wait to go back. Really? Yes. What? But I don't have any family, I don't have any responsibilities, I don't have anything that keeps me there. But even when I converse with people from land who have their day-to-day -day lives, they complain way more than I do. Are you serious? Yes. 
it's almost like you get a sense of gratitude mm. when you're on the ship. You get a sense of things are more precious. Time is more precious. Mm. Everything becomes more precious when you're on board. The only thing that loses value is money. Because on, yeah. when you're living on, la on, on board, you always have money. Yeah. Because you don't have to spend it. Is yes. that the idea? Well, we find the that, way anyways. And, <laughs> and we are not, we're well paid. Because you, you are basically compensated for the fact that you are taken away from your family, taken away from your house, taken away from everything. So you earn well. You don't have to pay rent. You don't have to pay transport. You don't have to pay for food. You don't have to pay. So your money is literally your money. And it's still more than I would earn uh, you know, back like on back home, where I would still have to pay rent, I would have to pay for my own food, transport, all of these things. Utilities. So, so basically, you have this money, but if you don't know how to separate yourself, if you don't know, if you're not mentally, I think, mentally prepared for this life, yeah. If you don't, if you're not, if your heart is not in it, you will be unhappy. There's a lot of people. No, on you board. cannot do it. I mean, if you're not happy, you cannot do it. But if you know what you're signing up for, it could be the best experience of your life. When you say if you're not mentally prepared, like what is that? What is people that with like? families, people. Yeah, you have well, I mean, to leave your life behind completely. Normal you don't life. have to completely, but it, I mean, six months away, you miss a lot. You miss birthdays, you miss weddings, you miss, you miss a lot. Mm -hmm. So when you come back, you are this, I would say almost like you have this celebrity status of, yeah, that person is working ashore, they're doing great, they're fantastic, but you're not real to your well, own people anymore. You go home for vacations. But your vacations is your home, and for normal, but regular people, per se, they don't do this life. Vacations on board the ship, so we work in their vacations, but our vacations is home. Make sense? Yeah, the reverse. Totally yeah, for me, home is, is a home. vacation. For us, home is a vacation. So when somebody asks me where do you live, I say, oh, at the moment I'm living on the Viking Sky. Next contract, I'll live on the Viking Neptune. Yeah. And my vacations, I spend between Croatia and South Africa. Right. Uh, which is home? Are both South home? Africa. South Africa. South Africa's yeah. home. Uh, so it's it's a different life for sure. It is completely different, yeah. and you need to change your mindset, needs to adapt to the lifestyle. Otherwise, and I've seen many, many, many people that are incredibly unhappy, mm -hmm. and they come back every single contract. And I think to myself, why are you coming back when you know? But that's the difference. If you come back before you love the job, or if you come back just because of the money you made the sacrifice. If you come back for the money. You don't. You are incredibly unhappy and you save a lot. Yeah. If you come back for the lifestyle, you're incredibly happy and you save nothing. <laughs> wow, that's you're interesting. Right. Because yeah. you, you, you find ways to, to spend what you're earning. Is that the idea or? You yeah. go out and you enjoy. You go out and then enjoy it. Exactly. You it's a different really mentality. explore. You really do explore. And exploring is expensive, even when it's free. You bring up an interesting point. So when the life on the seas actually is vacationing for you isn't isn't on no, board. No, this is my life. But this is your on life. On board is my life. One of the things I say about my life is my life is a vacation. Do you say the same thing because no. you get to travel or 100% no? 100% no. 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 Why? Why not? Folks I, looking in. I definitely work harder than people on land. 100%. People, so when my mom calls me and I'm like, I really can't speak to you right now. She doesn't understand that. For her, it's like, oh, this is detrimental. My child doesn't want to speak to me. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm literally in the middle of chaos. 
which is gonna last for three days, and then I'll call you. But wait, the know. chaos can last for three days. Of course. Is it because like the port is canceled or something? No, you... because we stay in port for three days. So when I'm so whenever I'm in Venice, Venice is an absolute nightmare. For us, logistically, it is, oh they changed, no ships are allowed to go into Venice anymore. So now we have to find different alternative ports. And to get into Venice is still a nightmare because they have so many rules and regulations. Venice is doing whatever they can to keep us out. So that's why And we're Kyoja doing whatever we can to get to in. Get in. <laughs> Kyoja was a great port. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Pablo. was great. Kyoja was amazing, yeah. but that's the best we've ever had it. Before that, it was something else. Which was a complete logistical nightmare. So, no, 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 that's just one thing. So, during, for instance, during my last Venice turnaround, my mom tried calling me three times. And eventually I sent her a message and I said to her, I'm in the middle of a shitstorm. I'm really sorry. I will call you. Is there, is there an emergency? Spaghetti bolognese? Yes. Well, no, actually, I'm hero. Spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> He's joking. <laughs> F Calisto. This is great. <laughs> okay. So my mom called me and she said, No, she sent it. No, I'm fine. Thank you so much. So my mom sent me a voice message and she said, No, I just wanted to tell you I'm in hospital. I was hospitalized on oh my Thursday. Gosh. Exactly. So I feel like utter shit. I'm like, Oh my God. Wow. For three days, I've not been answering my phone. And then eventually I sent, but normally my mom is just trying to call because she wants to know where I am, am I, am I on board, I just finished my vacation and I'm like, I am in such a big mess right now, I can't answer, I will call you as soon as I finish this thing. So I'm in tears because of course I didn't expect my mom to be hospitalized, she wasn't sick, there was nothing wrong with her when I spoke to her a week ago. So her calling, I was just like, calm your farm, I will get in touch soon. <laughs> so these, these are, but these are the things that you have to learn to deal with while on board. Things are happening, life goes on on land. Babies are being born, weddings are happening, um, birthdays are being celebrated, anniversaries, divorces. You know, like all of these things are happening. My friends call me and say, you know, my world is ending. My boyfriend cheated on me for five years. I, you know, and I'm not there to be with that person. And that's what you give up. That's the sacrifice that you have to make. How do you maintain that? Maintain you need to be incredibly like selfish. How so? How does that like? How does because that if you're not selfish, you will be filled, riddled with guilt. So, you, for me, I always say that if I'm not happy, I cannot make anybody else happy. If my cup is not filled, I cannot fill your cup. So even if I give up my dreams and my happiness and my everything to be at home to support you, I will be no support to you. Yeah, no, I get that. So once you have that realization, and once you know how to be truly selfish in the kindest way, it becomes easy. But I don't think a lot of people have that. How do your friends manage that? They don't. And family, like your mom. How do no, you... they don't. Like, it's something that they need to learn. It's something that they need to, like, just as much as this is a lesson for me, it's a lesson for them. And it's hard to teach, 
They have to be in it to win it. Like they have to be in the relationship. They don't understand it. They don't understand it. It takes it takes a long time to show them, and it's hard because you're not there to show them. But I feel that every person, for me, every person on this planet needs to take responsibility for themselves. Whether it's your mother, your father, your sister, your mother, your auntie, your grandmother, your child. If every person in this world takes responsibility for themselves, the world would look very different mm. than it does today. And I feel there's two little people that actually take responsibility for themselves. For themselves. Let me just ask, so when you say responsibility for yourself, that looks like what? Responsibility yeah, is taking full ownership of every action that you take. But it's not just for every action that you take, it's taking ownership for things that happen to you that you have no control over. Mm. Because once you take responsibility for it, you're no longer a victim. Uh, so be at, at the power of choice. Choosing, Correct. yeah. That is the only thing. I asked Chantel, what has she created while living on the seas that she didn't or couldn't do while living at home on land? Here's what she had to say. I bought a house. <laughs> And a car. <laughs> Last major back at home. Yeah, so I bought an apartment in the city center of Cape Town, which I'm renting out on Airbnb right now, which I definitely wouldn't have been able to do if I was living at home. That's very nice. I might take you up on that. I went to Cape Town and used Airbnb. Well, skip Airbnb because I can probably give you. A, yeah, I can. I, it would be cheaper for you to just high, do it direct. Awesome! I love that investment. That's yeah, awesome. no, it's amazing. It pretty much pays itself off. It was a very good investment. I suffered a lot through, during COVID, of course, because I had to pay for it myself for the first time. And uh, I just recently bought a 1989 4x4, which I'll use to travel through Africa. But I was able to do that cash, which I would never be able to do at home. Yeah, yeah, I would never be able to buy just something like that. Like my, my dad is completely envious. <laughs> He's like, yes, you can buy this car. It's amazing if I can borrow it. <laughs> You've been listening to Freedom Now Travel, Express Yourself. We just heard from three crew members who work on the seas and the cruising industry for Viking. They share just a little bit about their lives with us for why they work on the seas and why it works for them, or sometimes may not work, and what they've created for their life while living on the seas. Thank you, Leo from Myanmar. Thank you, Alex from Bosnia. And thank you, Chantel from South Africa for sharing yourselves with us and for who you be. This episode has been produced and edited by Antonio Goodwin, your host, and by Jonathan Murphy, our student intern from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Thanks, Jonathan. Be sure to subscribe. Find us on anchor.fm or on Spotify or any channel that you listen to your podcasts. Check out the blog where we go in-depth about what's being shared. And by all means, share all this goodness and inspiration with someone you love. I look forward to being with you the next time. Ciao for now. I've never been homesick. For me, that's never been a thing. I always become seasick. So when I'm at home, I, I long to go back. Yeah. I love that. So it's a weird thing.